Hello and welcome to ICI Digs Deep, sponsored by Southeastern Equipment Company. In the first installment of this two-part episode, Julia Polston talks workforce development with David Dalton of INDOT, Eric Fisher of Hamilton Heights High School, and Chad Sutton of Garrett High School. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in today to today's episode of ICI Digs Deep. My name is Julia Polson, and I am the Manager of Talent Development at ICI. Today's topic is on workforce development. And as we all know, workforce development is a hot topic within our industry. And I think it's going to remain a hot topic for a while, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I think that's a good thing. Um, and today, to help you know, help me discuss this hot topic. I have three amazing guests with me and each of them all play a significant role in our industry when it comes to workforce development. So I am honored to have with me David Dalton. Um, He's the workforce development director at NDOT. And then I have Eric Fisher. He's a project lead the way teacher and also an NCC ER instructor for Hamilton Heights High School. And Chad Sutton, who is the director of career development at Garrett High School. So thank you all for joining me today. Thank you. Thank Thank you. So like I mentioned, each of you play a significant role within our industry when it comes to the topic of workforce development and what's being done to get more people to join our industry, start a career path, etc. So before we jump into that discussion, I would love for each of you to, you know, introduce yourselves again. So David, if you want to go ahead and start out. Sure. Thank you. Um, So first off, uh, thank you for uh, having me on the podcast today. And um, I feel really grateful to be in the presence of both Chad and Fish, who um, have been um, great partners so far for me. Um, and uh, so what I do, um, I'm about a little over a year into my position with the Department of Transportation. And really, a lot of it hinges on developing partnerships. And that, that goes from um, at a high school level to adult education to nonprofits and a lot of different community partners. And the real goal is to align kind of what our needs are as an agency, uh, our workforce needs, along with what our industry needs are to help develop career pathways um, and middle skill occupations, um, such as um, maintenance, mechanics, laborers. And at the end of the day, the real goal will be to develop um, programs that really align with our partners' needs, as well as what our our industry needs are as an agency. Awesome. Well, Chad, Eric, whoever wants to go next. Uh, My name is Chad Sutton, Director of Career Development. I have been a construction trades teacher and NCCR instructor for 10 years and the last couple of years uh, developed a career development program. Before that, I was a general contractor, uh, built residential homes and, and small commercial projects. Uh, that's kind of been my life. And the career development program is kind of a, a comprehensive program that starts in the fifth grade and works all the way through their senior year with different classes that deal with, you know, the things Eric teaches and Project Lead the Way to construction, to manufacturing, to the different processes and kind of we try to develop it uh, with the students on their way up through high school and their careers. Unique thing we do, which is extremely difficult, I'll be honest, but we integrate our academics. So students don't just have a welding class. In that welding class, they also have an English class and they have a math class. And the same goes for construction and and those are things we're working on all the time to try and improve. And it really helps the students gain experience 
from the industry at an earlier age. And then we like to wrap it up with usually starting between their junior and senior year, some internship or pre-apprenticeship opportunities with the industry. And then that usually leads into a blended learning model their senior year where if they're academically eligible, if they have enough classes out of the way, they can work three full days a week if they want and come back into the school two days to finish up their academic requirements and meet individually with their teachers and to make sure that they're making the progress they need. And it's kind of a neat, a neat process. Um, one thing that's going on right now is we will have uh, our community is amazingly supportive. We're going to have our own subdivision. Oh, wow. That's amazing. The construction is going on right now. Uh, they're actually cutting streets in yesterday. So uh, I think we're going to be the only construction trades program in the country with our own subdivision. I don't, that's not really has anything to do with me, but it's our community. It's, it's how much our community supports our program and what we're able to do with some resources. And it's amazing. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. Well, Eric, I'll hand the mic over to you then. Thank you for having me today. This is an honor. Uh, my two kids are grown adults. And they thought it was pretty cool. I was doing this a podcast. So they told me everything that I had to do with it after professionally to advance. But anyway, <laughs> uh, thank you for having me. Uh, once again, my name is Eric Fisher. I teach at Hamilton Heights High School uh, here due north of downtown Indianapolis, about 26 miles. I've been here a lot of years and we've been teaching construction for the vertical side of things, which we call a traditional construction trades. And we've also offered the Project Lead the Way Civil Engineering and Architecture Pathway for the design and engineering students. Uh, so we we encapsulate or we offer course offerings and pathways uh, from the design of buildings to the engineering of the buildings to the project managers and the construction management all the way with to skilled trades. So we feel like it's a robust program that allows uh, kids to find a pathway anywhere within the building sciences. Um, so I've been excited and, and got to know Chad over the last couple of years at David, and, and we've put together a new pathway. As I think the reason here is right. for civil construction, and uh, this started out as about a year ago as a conversation and a phone call with Chad on a Thursday night in December. And uh, next thing you know, here we are. And uh, we have students enrolled and we have activities prepared that uh, involve those disciplines or those uh, jobs needed to support NDOT and the horizontal construction and paving and, and road construction and utilities. So uh, I'm happy to be here and looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, no, thank you for that. That's awesome. And it's so crazy when anytime I've been in a meeting with any of you um, learning about whether it's adult education or high school, even though I've only been out of high school for 10 years, I just see how much has changed when it comes to students and discussing what they want to do post high school. So I think it's really awesome the programs that you guys have going on, how successful they've been. And I just know they're going to continue to be successful. Um, so I guess we'll just go ahead and start the conversation off. Um, these first few questions will be more for Eric and Chad and David, feel free to chime in. So Chad and Eric, if you want to go ahead and tell our listeners how you got into your current position. Wow. I took architectural drafting in high school in our vocational program at Hoosier Hills in Bloomington and uh, really enjoyed that side of it. Uh, the design and buildings and, and blueprints and construction drawings. And uh, I always thought that I was going to have a pathway into architecture. Uh, little did I know that there was so much art in architecture 
And, um, that was, uh, that was a, a get out of town for me, if you will. Uh, I did not understand how I could make a building look like a fork and the elements and so on. So, um, so I migrated to Ball State and wound up in uh, Tech Ed and um, enjoyed the, all flat facets of it. And it's just continued to evolve. The construction industry now in the last five to 10 years is going at a fast, fast speed uh, that has caused the architecture and the civil engineering part that we offer in our department to really almost collide head on in, in a technological race uh, as it applies to the construction field. So, and with that, working with Chad, the authentic learning opportunities for kids to have with the technology that we're now starting incorporating is attracting a huge population. That means if we're using a cloud-based uh, Procore for blueprints, I'm finding is that we're adding those pieces that are relevant to the building, whether it be you know building information modeling for vertical construction or that of, of Procore or cloud-based learning, or you know bringing in Bobcat here in the next couple of weeks, and RH Marlin's going to be in town in October for Crane. So the kids have gotten excited, and they've they've re-energized me. Um, a couple of years ago, I thought about walking away, and all of a sudden. Uh, I've become a guidance counselor. I've become an event planner for all this stuff, and it's it's been a fantastic ride. So I've gone from wanting to be an architect to running this uh, program that uh, now is having kids connect to meaningful experiences with contractors and, and industry, much like INDOT. That's awesome. Well, my path is kind of a squiggly line. It goes everywhere <laughs> and comes back around. Um, I was a terrible academic student in high school. Not Not good at all. I went to college. I think I honestly believe the only reason I went to college was to play football, but that got me there and uh, played football. I ended up with a degree in education at, from University of Indianapolis, came out and didn't start teaching right away. I went right back into the construction industry, which is where you know I spent my summers and spent my summers in high school. And in 2008, 2007, 2008, when the economy was really rough. We had a few few jobs going, and but I, I received a phone call from some people in Garrett. Uh, I had, you know, built several houses in the area and done some work for people, and well, they had lost their building trades instructor, and they asked me to help them finish a house. It was February, and I thought, well, might as well, you know, see see what this is like and help some kids. And man, it it didn't take very long, but I fell in love with that job. It was a perfect time in our career and in our life with my wife and I that, you know, things work out for a reason. All of our debt was paid off. We didn't owe anything. And it was like the perfect time to start a new career. So we took the jump and I started using my education degree again, actually for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) And I haven't looked back. And the career development program really started with, you know, a lot of times we get students that don't know why they're in there or they're an at-risk student. And you get a handful of kids that are intentional about being there, but sometimes it's just a kid that is lost. And all of a sudden, when you're working with them on building these houses and you're teaching different aspects of it, something starts to click and they really like it. They really like this part, the electrical or the plumbing, or they, they really like the fact that they just figured out how to, you know, cut rafters and, and stick frame a roof and, it's pretty neat to see that. And then all of a sudden their attendance starts to improve. And then the English teachers call you and saying, Hey, you know, so-and-so's got all their assignments turned in. What got into them? And that's when I went to our administration and said, Hey, we need to think about this program a little bit more comprehensively that 
that encompasses a lot of people, a lot of subjects, and just try and unite some passion, you know, with our academics and what we have to get done as a school, working with different philanthropic groups and the industry up here in, in Northeast Indiana has been amazing to help us. And it's been exciting. I'll say that the last couple of years, because I was in the position Eric was, I was at the point where, man, do I want to maybe start, you know, think of something else to do or what? And then this, mm-hmm. this kicked in and it's like, I just live it and breathe it. And when you see the excitement from kids and parents, just so excited about their student finding some passion and it's, it's an amazing feeling. That's awesome. Since 1957, Southeastern Equipment Company has provided quality equipment and friendly service. Through their customer-first values, Southeastern provides new, used, and rental equipment, plus technology solutions, parts, and more, to 18 locations across Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky, and Michigan. To get in touch, give them a call at 317-872-4877. Well, both of you kind of touched on the different programs, you know, at Garrett High School and at Hamilton Heights High School. Um, can you think of anything that sets both of your schools apart when it comes to your engineering and construction programs and courses that you'd like to share with everybody? I'll touch on this and see what Eric thinks. Go for it. We do. I mean, pretty much we offer the same things. But we just do it in a different way. And I think Mm -hmm. that's the beauty of it. Um, Eric has a background in Project Lead the Way and and he ramrods that. And, you know, I don't necessarily, but I also have that architecture engineering design program that's combined with a SEAL from the Office of Work-Based Learning Apprenticeship. And so we offer the same things. We just kind of go about it different. Mm -hmm. Um, He has construction. I have construction. Uh, we have welding in our program. I don't know if they have that. That might be a different part of Hamilton Heights, but you know, and now the heavy highway and it's like, but even our heavy highway is going to look a little different at each school. It's going to have the same building blocks, the same base part of the program, but he's going to offer a few other things that I won't yet. And, you know, we might do a couple of things a little different, but I think what we do well is to, to listen to our industry and listen to our partners and our community to listen to what they want. I think Department of Ed and, and people like that, and I don't want to get in trouble or anything, but I think uh, schools need to need to have the freedom to, it can't be a boilerplate across the state of Indiana. It has to, mm-hmm. it has to do what works in your community. And that is so important. You know, our motto is to graduate responsible, productive citizens. Well, if we're teaching them something that isn't relative to our community, what's the point, mm-hmm. you know, and with our industry partners and, I don't know. That's uh, that was kind of a soapbox I jumped on there. No, I love that. <laughs> I agree with you wholeheart- wholeheartedly with that, 100%. Uh, this is a point where I talk, isn't it? Okay. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Chad is exactly correct. Uh, our programs are very, very similar. Our programs are community and industry-driven. So as we've built out uh, these uh, this apprenticeship uh, and internship program, uh, we have listened to industry partners. It's not been that long ago that we didn't have a conversation like we're having now. And the, the workforce uh, deficiencies are driving that now. 
And we are finding it from the architecture design side to skilled trades, to civil engineering. Uh, we are connecting kids in construction inspection, surveying, operating BIM programs, and going to work this summer with uh, a large electrical contractor here. So we're, as I'm excited about that. Uh, I would love to have a conversation a year from now after we have a year of our, our, our civil construction pathway in place. And I think it's going to gain momentum as people hear about it. And I think people are going to understand that maybe it's time that we reach down and give a hand up to a kid who is not a traditional college student, who does not want a four-year degree, but just wants to go to work and start having a meaningful wage. Mm-hmm. Uh, as and what we're finding out right now and our first, our first pathway is there is a huge interest. Uh, we started last year with about 17 kids. And when we return this fall uh, on our vertical pathway, we are just under 90 students. Wow. Uh, enrollment of 700. And we have advertised, this is our first uh, civil construction. And we will be getting this fall with 15 to 17 students, depending on how, you know, if they're on time academically. So I would suspect, I, I would be shocked if the number was less a year from now, because the word is out. The kids are hearing about uh, Bobcat coming to school in September. They're hearing about communication and, and rigging and things like that, which will support why the, you know, the industry, why we're here today, which is uh, horizontal construction. That's awesome. I love that. I think one, Eric and I, the, the people we have in our program are probably similar. Our schools are about the same size. Mm-hmm. See, we're in four grades. So we're probably got about the same numbers, but in four grades, we're at like 161, 165 kids. So our numbers are probably really similar when you talk about the, the upper grades, the juniors and seniors. But educating these, these students and our community on the opportunities that are available in these industries don't necessarily take a four-year degree to be very, very successful, mm-hmm. move your way up very high. And uh, for a long time, I'm sure Eric and I, we would both sit back and see kids that were academically successful get pushed one way, academically not successful, pushed another way. So when these programs and these classes start to become an option and not an alternative, then we've accomplished something. That's awesome. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, I've only been out of high school for 10 years. And I'm looking back 10 years ago, when I was in high school, there was two routes that were talked about. And it was either you're going to go to college. If you don't go to college, usually it was like you join the Air Force or like the Army or something. And then there was like a few kids that did some of the vocational programs that were kind of ahead of the game that knew that they knew high, you know, college after high school wasn't for them. So they kind of led that path themselves. Um, so I think that's awesome that both of you have sat back, seen that, and also recognize where students who don't want to take the traditional college route, um, that there's other opportunities, even better opportunities for them. And you've really pushed that and opened up so many opportunities for those students. So I appreciate that. I know the industry appreciates that. So that's awesome. Um, But when it comes to contractors, specifically members of ICI, why do you both think that it's important for those contractors to be aware of engineering and construction programs in school? And I know you guys have already touched on the partnership or just in general, giving these students opportunities to join our industry, but is there anything else that you can think of that you'd like to share? 
There's so many things. Um, when somebody from the industry comes in and they're able to, um, we try and set a few opportunities up to where they can come in and work with our students. All of a sudden, this thing called mentoring begins. And these kids start looking up to these people in the industry. And uh, it it gives them a new sense of, I guess, pride. But they, they tie it together with somebody real who they look mm-hmm. up to out there. And uh, a lot of times that doesn't happen in, in our communities. And when it does, it's just something. It really is. And I, I will tell every time I talk to people, I'm amazed when I sit back and look at how many people are involved in a program like this from the elementary principal to the elementary teachers to the middle school to the you know the high school. And then I counted 65 different industry people that are involved with this pretty much on a day-to-day basis, you know, different companies Mm -hmm. from, you know, horizontal construction to vertical to manufacturing. I mean, it's just amazing the people that want to be involved. And uh, you talk about workforce development. I think they're starting to realize that, that we have to be able to give these, these students opportunities to explore. And uh, we've even made some great headway with the, the labor unions on, you know, students being able to spend time on the job site and work for these companies as pre-apprentices, not apprentices, but pre. Mm-hmm. It's just huge. They see it. People see it. that This is where their, their lifeblood is going to come from. For the ICI membership, I, I recommend that your HR directors get into the schools and that not being any disrespect to guidance counselors, they have a lot on their plate now with mm-hmm. all the different things from testing to mental health. If you're able to have your HR director get into the schools and get in front of kids and somehow get to the kids, then make a connection to the parents. And if that HR director can make the connection to the parents, you're going to be amazed at how much more reaction or interaction that you're going to have with those families because those kids, those parents know their kids best and they know whether it's going to be a waste of money to send them to four-year college. And so they can help guide them and coach them into these positions. I'm going to say without question, every day, every week this summer, I have received at least two emails from parents leading up to what's going on this summer, what's going on this fall. Hey, we were we went to the uh, open house uh, last fall. I saw that contractor, HR director. We did this this summer. How do I get back in contact with that HR director? And it is amazing the advocacy that I, that's coming from the parents reaching directly to the HR director. So I would recommend to the HR directors get in contact with Chad Sutton, Eric Fisher, or any other of the skilled trades, architectural construction teachers, and invite them to your golf uh, golf outing. You know, we we have to eat lunch in thirty minutes and <laughs> inhale and 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 drink down a Diet Coke. But if we were able to go play around in golf and interact with the industry, man, I tell you what, I'll send you all kinds of kids your way. It's just like, you know, recruiting football, Chad knows. Uh, So those HR directors need to approach this as if they're going after the five-star quarterback. And those, if you show those kids love and you show those families interest in love, you'll be amazed at how quickly they will connect to those companies and will go to work for you. No, I love that. So both of you play golf then, right? I play. I don't. You know, <laughs> my, best, right my, my best club is my foot wedge.
Thank you again to our guests, Julia Polston, Chad Sutton, Eric Fisher, and David Dalton, as well as our sponsor, Southeastern Equipment Company. You can learn more about Southeastern by calling them at 317-872-4877. Tune in next week to finish this two-part series on workforce development with Julia, Chad, Eric, and David. Join us every Friday during your morning commute to hear safety talks, member spotlights, and inside information about the infrastructure and transportation construction industry. This has been ICI Digs Deep. Let's break ground together. Together.